A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are doing the movie Promising Young Woman that came out recently. Yes, and I constantly, <laughs> we've been talking about wanting to see this movie for a long time. And and for like the longest time, I could never remember what it was called. Like because it's called like, it's really close to PYT. <laughs> so I think I almost wanted to call it like Pretty Young Thing. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like so well, many times. It's kind of like that. Sort of. Yeah. Could be another another name of that of this movie for sure. Yeah, I just don't know why it was so hard for me to remember the title of this movie. Like, did you just... see a trailer for it? Um, yeah, yeah. I I had definitely seen trailers for it. Um and I mean, I thought I thought I saw trailers for this like a long time ago. I mean, did did it get did it get pushed like its release pushed back or something because of because of quarantine or like what? Because why do I feel like this was supposed to come out like like a year ago or like I agree or like two I think years it ago? Was, I think it was like at Sundance or something. I I think that's why because it was like released last year, um, but like. It came from, like, a previous, like, obviously it, it's, it takes a long time to, you know, get, um, get out there. But yeah, maybe it was postponed, but then again, I don't think it was. I think it just was, like, something that took a really long time to, to come out. You know, like, that just happens with, with movies like this. Yeah. 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 Um... But I watched this today, and I was, I mean, it took me a while to shake off the anxiety that this movie made me feel pretty much the entire time I was watching it. Like, I kind of, like, obviously it starts off with Cassandra going to bars and, you know, meeting men in a in a way where she's like, she pretends like she's drunk, she pretends like she's, like, blacking out, so that guys come and pick her up. And uh, take them and try to sexually assault her when she's when she's blacked out, and then she kind of like gives them a telling too, which you can't really tell if she's like murdering them in the beginning, and I think it's kind of like implied that she is, um, and then it turns out that she's not, you know? Yeah, I remember the trailers being like so much scarier. Like I thought that yeah, that she was that she was hurting them or she was or she was murdering them or she was doing something. Um and and I think also by the trailers you I at least I didn't catch this, but I didn't I didn't know that it was because something had happened to her friend. I thought something had happened to her and that mm-hmm. and and she was the one like seeking revenge almost. Um but I mean she is still seeking revenge but still on behalf of on behalf of a friend of hers that that's something that happened to her while they were both in um, med school together mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, this. I, I thought this movie was going to be a bit more, I don't know, gruesome or... I mean, the, yeah. the ending, the ending I did not see coming at all. Right. Like, I think it would have, <clears throat> I think it would have balanced it out if she was murdering people and yeah. then got murdered herself at the end, but that's not what happened, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, no, I mean, yeah, she gets herself into these, like, really scary situations, which, I mean, kind of makes sense because, I mean, a lot of these times yeah. the women, I mean, of course, they're, they're scarred for life, obviously, and, and, and a lot of them do come out harmed in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But like, but this, this just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's still obviously freaked me out because no one, no, no woman, um, I mean, or man, obviously like wants to be ever put in this situation like this where they have no control right. and, yeah. and, you know, they're being abused pretty much. um, being taken, taken advantage of. Um, and she, she like puts Alison Bree's character in that position. Um, she gets her really drunk and then leaves her with a guy so that, like, Alison Bree's character, like, second guesses the fact that, like, oh my gosh, should I do something with this guy? Like, she has no idea because she, like, blacked her out. Yeah, and, you know, we find out later that, I mean, I, it's it's all just kind of vague and up in the air when it happens, but of course, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. when, when Alison Bree's character comes, like, honestly waits outside her house and is like, I need to know what happened because this has been killing me for days. Like, I don't even... Of course. Like, you never answer me. I think it's been, like, weeks, weeks, you know? It's it's been a long time, yeah. Yeah, and, like, and you never answered me and I've been calling you to try and put things together. Um, Because, again, just, like, the the idea of of not knowing is just as scary of, of of course, as, as of course... I can't even talk right now. Um, <laughs> is as scary as something happening, but you don't even remember, or just like, mm-hmm. or just like horrible memories about it. Even if you do remember, like it's just it's all just a horrible, horrible experience, and and the fact that she just kind of says like, yeah, he just he just made sure you got into bed, and and that was it. He didn't do anything, and she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and her reaction, like her response back to her was just like. Don't ever contact me ever again. <laughs> she was great. Like I, Alison Brie you know, was so good. <laughs> Alison Brie always plays these kind of questionable people, and we've seen She's her, so you know, play kind of a, a bitch or or something. And in this one, I, I mean, just her defeated look. She really did a good job of like portraying how somebody in her position would feel. And um, I, I think, I think Carrie Mulligan's character was. She was relatable, but not in a way that, like, she was kind of just wi- really, really sociopathic. So, like, you would watch she her and was. be like, what, like, are, I was you, what are you going to do? <laughs> for something to happen. Yeah, I mean, honestly, she she honestly didn't didn't think about anything other than her, her best friend Nina and what happened to her, which I'm assuming, like, she she obviously died, but, like, we don't know if it was, like if she killed herself or if something else happened like like we just know I mean, that yeah like, it's it's just kind of it's just kind of implied that that this horrible thing happened and and uh Carrie uh, Cassandra and Nina both dropped out and now Nina's mm-hmm. dead like it's just it's yeah. we don't it's it's all very it's and it's and it's interesting that the movie does this because it's kind of like it just it kind of gives you some of the information and not all of the information for you to kind of mm-hmm. put together on your own or think if you have all the information and think if you have the idea of what happened, like it's all like, and, and that's, 
almost like it it almost like sets you up to feel a certain way and you end up feeling that mm-hmm. way. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's so manipulative or like Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like well it's done. weird. It's a well it's done screenplay. Yeah, yeah. It's so that's you know, that's why I was so anxious. Like, I mean yeah. it also is kind of a roller coaster because you're like, what kind of movie is this? You're like watching it and you're like it starts off with that song Boys, and so it's like really poppy and really fun and there's all this like pop music in this movie and there's always like bright colors and like you know she's always wearing like these really fanciful things her hair is really flouncy and it's just kind of like this underpinning of like horribleness obviously with like men and mm-hmm. be like women being taken advantage of and just like not believed um but it didn't it didn't have that like seriousness like that show i mean you watched that show unbelievable right i i didn't watch that yeah. but that seemed like a little bit more serious in terms of like the the tone of the show right yeah cuz that one was more of like a um like a like a crime it had a lot to do with the forensics and the and the detective mm-hmm. work and the and the like police work behind it like it that was that was it was mostly kind of like that um, right and, and yeah. kind of kind of an obsession as well. I I think I think one of the policemen in one of the police women or like the detectives in that show was kind of taking this personally and you know really really like wanting to figure out who the killer was because it was like it was something like near and dear to her. Um, and like and we kind of see a lot of this almost like obsession in this movie too, which is like mm-hmm. which is just. Carrie Mulligan's character, Cassandra, like, not thinking about anything but Nina and not, like, you know, dropping out of med school, not caring about being a doctor anymore, um, Mm -hmm. and just kind of, like, pursuing this, like, career of, like, trying to correct men. And, yeah, and and take revenge on them almost, like. Yeah. Because, I mean, she does, she does this to, like, try to freak him out and try to make him change because, you know, she says, like, I'm not the only one who does this. There's, there's a lady who carries around scissors. Mm-hmm. Like, like, mm-hmm. she, yeah. like, she spooks people. Um, pro- probably, hopefully, into changing their ways. But, yeah, I mean, and, and, like, and we kind of got a little bit, um, like, we kind of got into the detective. She runs into a detective that would constantly, like, he, he, um... Which who was this character? I've seen this actor before. What's his name? The the lawyer who who often helps. Oh, helps. Alfred Molina. He yes. was recently. We just watched um, uh, Prince of Persia, and he's in that. Yes, he's, he's the ostrich guy. Yes, the ostrich. He's also guy. in Indiana Jones. I mean, that's that's what he's like. His first role was in the first Indiana Jones, um, where you know he like goes with. Indiana Jones through the booby traps in the beginning of the movie, and then he get, he get he dies. So that was Alfred right. Molina. Right, <laughs> that's right, that's right. And so like, yeah, he's a great have, actor. Yeah, so we kind of have that like police aspect to it, where I mean, she kind of, um, like like thinking back, like I I remember this movie kind of being a little slow, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that happens in it. Like it's like yeah. thinking back to what all actually happens because she is she once. And, and it's crazy how it all kicks off, like, after she meets, like, Bo Burnham's character. Like, a kid, mm-hmm. um, a, mm-hmm. you know, a, another student, a, another peer from from the same college that they all went to, the same med school. 
Um, he starts bringing up names of people, and you know, he's still in contact with, and bringing up, like, these horrible memories of what happened, and she just goes on this, like, I, I love how it starts counting after that, like, you know, part one, yeah. where she goes yeah. after the first person, which I think was, was Alice, um, Allison, Allison, yeah. Allison Bree's character, and then two yeah. was, like, Madison. the dean. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and yeah, two was and the then dean, I guess and then was... three was, three was the lawyer, yeah. I think. And then four was all the men, all the boys. And then four was then, four was the yeah. boy who the boy who did it. Um Yeah. Yeah. Which was what was his name? Oh jeez. Uh, I know uh, the actor as well. He's in Really? I didn't really recognize him. He's in um he's not in much. Like he's he's really not in much. Um <laughs> Is it Tony? No. No, his name was, it started with an A. Al? Oh, yeah. Alfred? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's because he had a nickname. So it was like... Right. Yeah. Um, Trying to... Yeah, it was it, it was just it was just Al Monroe. It was Al. Al. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It was Al. Yeah. Um, That whole, like... Yeah, the, I think the ending was more gruesome than I anticipated. Um, but I think it really, to me, it was kind of, it was the whole thing. I was, I was intrigued and I really wanted to know what happened next. And I was scared. Like, I pretty much was in a state of, like, anxiety, like I said, like the whole time. Just wondering what she's going to do. Yeah, you know, very suspenseful. See, but it's such a, it's such a thriller. Like, it just was. Yeah, it's, but, it's like, our... in the middle, there was, like, a little love story, and you're like, what? What movie am I watching right now? Like... I know. Like, I almost, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bo Burnham's very cute, and, and, and I, I liked his character until he was an asshole. But, like... Right. And, and you know, I was rooting for them until he was an asshole. Um, but, like, <laughs> it just it just threw everything off. I was like... I, well, I mean, it, it happened because, you know, she was going to try and put this all behind her because, you know, she went and talked yeah. to um, Nina's mom and, you know, she went and, you know, I, I don't know how just talking to Nina's mom would have gotten her to <laughs> to put all this aside because she'd she'd already put so much of her life into it. <laughs> like, yeah. Into like her that, whole she, that she self. felt very ingrained. She felt very yes. ingrained in what she was doing. So I don't yeah. I don't see how one conversation, no no matter how good Molly Shannon can be. Like <laughs> no matter how good gonna Molly Shannon that. can be. I think this girl yeah. was pretty set in her ways. Like she yeah. she seemed like that type of person. Like so, so she did like fall in love with Bo Burnham though. Like she, I don't think that she expected that to happen. Um, yeah, and that kind of made it worse when she figured out that he was involved. Like yeah. that scene where she watched the video was such a good performance by Carrie Mulligan. Like the whole yeah. movie was amazing, and just like watching her like with the in the trees, like just trying to like decide what she's gonna do next. And and I thought that was a really powerful time for her like she's such a an intriguing character just like watching her do anything on the screen is like really interesting um but it was really i saw this in some of the reviews quite a like satirical movie in a lot of ways because it completely like heightened a lot of stuff and it was like funny in a lot of ways in that way like things that were so ridiculous that they were funny you know um 
Like, yeah, I noticed end. that too. And even with like the the crazy pop music and all the crazy colors, like this, yeah. like this was making me think of, of like you know, uh, Birds of Paradise, like uh, or, sorry, uh-huh. Birds of Prey. Sorry, the movie yeah, Birds yeah, of Prey. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like it's very, it's very in your colorful. face. It's very, it's very colorful. It's very. Um, it's it's not a not a joke obviously but you know very like they're 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 having they're having fun with this uh, in a way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. cuz yeah cuz even her even some of her um uh what is it like experiences with with the boys that would take her home the the men mm-hmm. that would you know think that she was too drunk to to function and take and take her home with them um you know i mean those were even kind of funny like the her whole her whole conversation with neil um mm-hmm. What's the actor's name? I don't know. Christopher so, Mintz Plus. That, that yes. Guy? Yes. Yeah, that like, was, her whole conversation with yeah. him, like, she's just, like, she's, <laughs> just, like, at him, like, super angry, and she's just, like, you want to have sex with me now? And he's, like, no, get out. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, like, it's, like, um, you want her to, it, it almost grotesquely, like, you want her to get the revenge, so you're just, like, pushing it towards her, like, oh, yeah, like, he completely deserves this, and it's kind of, like, as a as a viewer, you're kind of in a, in a spot where you want her to hurt people, but then you're, like, that's ridiculous, you shouldn't hurt people, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so, it, it just, like, works so well with, the, like, the director does that. She's also the writer, um, Emerald Fennel. I mm. recognized her in the movie. She's the one who does the like blowjob uh, lips YouTube video. Um, oh, I had an I saw her in the YouTube video, and I was like, hmm, okay, like I wonder if she'll show up again. And the reason, and I looked at this name, and I was like, oh, I know her. She she was she's in a bunch of stuff, but she's the writer and director. This is her debut film, and like it's a very good movie for like a, the, a first time writer and director. That's amazing. Yeah, it looks like she's also a writer for for Killing Eve, which I've heard is a really great show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I think also another like suspenseful type type yes. show. I don't I don't watch it, but I've heard great things about it. Um, she but, was yeah, excellent in the in the latest season of The Crown. Emerald Fennel. She played. Um, uh, she is the white. She's. Prince Charles's actual like love, um, Camilla mm. Bo- Parker Bowles. Okay, um, she's really good in that role, and I've I liked her before as well when she was on um, Call Mid- Call the Midwife. <laughs> she was great in that show. Okay, and uh, and quickly going back to Chris Lowell, um, I don't know if you watched. Uh, you know how much I love the show Glow. Um, he's in. Mm-hmm. He's in like the fourth season, or sorry, oh. not fourth, like the third season of of Glow. Um, mm-hmm. He plays like a really a really rich guy, and he's kind of like he's kind of dumb. So he's a funny um, actor as well because he's in he's in Glow as well. Like he's yeah, he's pretty supposed to be funny. funny. And I think the and other Max Greenfield thing, is also funny. Um, yes, who's he's also very funny in this. Well. So I, like because the, the end of this movie was like it turned into like a comedy, right? Like it just kind of like became. It was heavy, obviously, because she was murdered, but just the levity that that scene. But also not afterwards... because she still got them like all. She still got them all arrested in the end. Like it's crazy. Yeah, this show. Was... This sorry. This movie. Yeah. Was just like it was. It it messed me up, dude. Like it just. I know. 
I didn't know how to feel because it's just yeah, it's a got, roller coaster. You've, you've got such scary like situations that are very mm-hmm. real and very terrifying, and just being like just being put in a way that that can be looked at comedically in yeah. a way also, and it's just like and it's just it's weird. Like I just I I just wanted to be disgusted and terrified the whole time but like I couldn't help but <laughs> yeah. laugh here and there like it just I mean yeah I was laughing at at Max Greenfield because he was basically like he's acting like he does in, in New Girl and and it's just like watching that character like that person act in like he's very funny like the way that he was like telling that guy he was like it's not your fault man and he's like you know you it was an accident right and he goes well you know and then he's like it was an accident you know and you're like this is like a total comedic scene it's like what is happening right now <laughs> you know yeah and it's and it's weird that we kind of got to see like the the aftermath of that because it's like i mean she mm-hmm. was she was murdered not not like you know sexually assaulted or or, or raped but it was like, it, it's, she was murdered and, and like, and seeing them like break down and him like not knowing how to process. I mean, you can, yeah. you can obviously think that this was how he reacted the last time too. Like to the, to the last, to the last thing he committed um, with Nina. Like he, he probably mean, reacted yeah. the exact same way. And if, and if, uh, what is Schmidt's character, uh, Max, Max, yeah. right? Is that Max a, Greenfield. Max Greenfield's Schmidt, character yeah. was was with him then. Like this yeah. is probably exactly how it went down back yeah. in med school. Like yeah, it's just crying. like telling you know Does young it, white he, men that they're like there's nothing wrong with them. That they, they didn't, didn't do, do wrong. wrong. It was an accident. Like this is probably <laughs> like like when that happened. I was like I was like oh my gosh, this is probably exactly how it happened with with Nina as well. And then you know, just telling themselves that they didn't do wrong and then and then getting away with it. But at least this time, yeah, they, they yeah. didn't get away with it. Um, I, yeah, like, how are you... I mean, they might have gotten away with it if she hadn't, you know, put that information out there because she didn't tell anybody where she was going, except for Bo Burnham, who had the chance to tell, like, had the chance to expose it and chose not to. And, yeah, which proves that you he know, was also... Also yeah, a, like, a douchebag who would who would only take care of his who would only take care of his bros. In the way that he reacted to her telling him as well was just so it it was just you like you didn't want him to react that way. Like you wanted him to say um yes, I remember that. It was a mistake and I have, you, you know, I've had wrong. to do a I lot of healing about that. Yeah, I should have done something and I shouldn't have acted this way. And, you know, I I can understand if you don't want to ever see me again. Um, you know, it's, there's a lot of, but for him, there was a lot at stake because he was a doctor and she was like, I'm going to release this stuff. But if maybe he would have reacted the same way that that lawyer did, you know, maybe it would have been different because that lawyer got on her, her good side for telling her how much remorse he felt for helping um rapists walk free you know basically yeah and then yeah and her basically forgiving him on behalf of nina and then having him help her at the very end because she sent him the tape the phone Mm -hmm. with the with the video on it and a note saying if i disappear you need to give this to the authorities immediately like yeah um, and i I think it was it was continue and the whole scene with the dean as well like you really couldn't tell if the dean 
was, I mean, she, she was obviously, she was obviously telling Cassandra what she wanted to hear in order to get her daughter back because she thought that, you know, her daughter was with, was in a room with a bunch of, uh, um, I guess just guys, young men. Yeah, just guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That... Like in, in a precarious situation. Yes. Like as a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And, you know, her daughter was involved and, you know, we didn't really know, like that, that scene was, it, it felt necessary because I, because I also kind of wanted the Dean to be at fault here and to, you know, to have done more. Yeah, right, um, right. Yeah. You know, she really gets into the, the topic of, you know, well, no one says Nina's name anymore. Everyone says Al Monroe's name. He came here and he spoke and he, mm-hmm. he's a prominent doctor mm-hmm. who, who you're super like excited to, um, like, what is it? Not sponsor, but you know, like, like a shout around campus, say that, that he, he mm-hmm. was a, he was a graduate of this school, um, even yeah. from what he did, even after what he mm-hmm. did, um, that you basically helped cover up. Um, so I kind of wanted a bit more to come from the, the part with the Dean, but I mean, it was just kind of, she, I mean, again, she was just kind of fucking with her, like, uh, like with a Alice yeah. and Bree's character, Madison. Yeah, um, like, I kind of expected, like, I wanted, like, we, I thought that she was going to be more, more like a follow-up, like, follow-through, and, and, like, mm, actually like murder later. men, or actually oh. do the, you know, I don't know. Like, it just felt like she was building up to the end, obviously, which was, which was good about the, the character and not just, like, throwing it all in the wind in the beginning by making her a murderer. You know what I mean? So in this way, it was like, you kind of start to feel more for her as the mo- as the movie goes on and start to understand more about what, what her past is telling her and why she behaves this way. Um, like, you know, even with the necklace and everything. Like, it was, it was really well done and really, like, the screenplay I thought was just great. I mean, I, except for the slight tonal shifts i thought it was very well done yeah definitely i agree um this was this was one hell of a ride uh this movie yeah Um, it's a really like you know something that is extremely relevant to today especially um it it says that brock turner was an inspiration an inspiration and influence like to make this movie because they said they called him a a promising young man when he was um, not really convicted of rape. And Mm, it was mm -hmm. like, he got away with like a slap on the wrist. And obviously that isn't, that's just not right because he raped somebody. So it's basically just like, I like that this movie is out there and that people can see it. And that like, it's talking about something like this, like, the fact that men get away with things like this so easily. Um, but also following a character who's affected by somebody who was sexually assaulted and the people around them and, and the fact that like this one thing, like it has ripple effects so far beyond that, that like the men in this story can't see and only like, you know, Carrie Mulligan can see it because, like, it affected her life so much and therefore it affects other people's life. You know, it's just, like, so much the ripple, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I like how, <clears throat> and I like how because she she does this with with a lot of different people. Like she she knows she knows how to react when people say certain things. Like you know when when people say I'm a gentleman, and she's like you know sometimes the gentlemen are the, are the worst ones, or mm-hmm. um, or when she's walking um, home after uh, after an evening, she is like whistled at by some like construction workers and she just like stops and stares them down and they get like freaked out by her <laughs> and like yeah and they're just like well you can't can't take a joke and like and you hear that too like someone will mm-hmm. like someone will say something um completely inappropriate and and offensive and and then immediately jump to like oh it's a it was a joke can't you take a joke um and it's yeah, just the, the men were really pigs in this movie it was really like ugh. You know, like, they yeah. just, they were all horrible. <laughs> and it's just, and, and a lot of the, and a lot of the things, the, the excuses that the men would say is, you know, like, I was young yeah. back then, I, I know right. better now. And it's, it's just something that, that we hear constantly today. Yeah. Like, about everything. Like, just about, about all the way that people, people, um, act or, or acted or anything. Like, it's just, it's. Mm-hmm. It just how do you know if if anyone's truly like learned or like like or, or are a good person? <laughs> like I know because like even that guy at the end, like he murdered her and could have stopped at any point and not murdered her, and and he still did it. And it, it's like the scene was painstakingly long. We watched her like writhe on the bed, and you know, <laughs> like this guy is far and beyond worse. Like. I'm not saying, like, being a rapist is good, but being a murderer is worse. You know, like, it's like, don't do that, and you he did it. <laughs> like, he's a bad guy. Yeah, if there are, if there are, if there are multiple of, a multitude of things that you should not do, you shouldn't <laughs> rape and you shouldn't murder. I mean, I, and this guy's done both now, so it's just... I know. <laughs> it just... He like obviously the... <laughs> deserves to go to jail for a very long time. I know, um, like, that was just, that was to me the the more, like, that was the more satirical part of the story, like, watching that unfold and then just, like, them not not realizing the gravity in, like, not the, being able to, to do that. to burn her burn body. Her. I, was, I was like, <laughs> what was, like, I was like, are, are they real, are these people, like, like, murderers? Like, what is wrong? Like, there has to be something mentally wrong with these people as well. Her like, hand, like, fell out. They had to push the hand back into the fire. Yeah. And it's like, he throws the keys in there. I'm like, do you understand how fire works? Like, I don't think you get that it's not going to just burn up those keys. Like, what is up with you, dude? <laughs> yeah. So and- weird. Oh, Such a gosh. weird choice. <laughs> it's a really weird choice. It's a really weird choice. I mean, they probably weren't the smartest. The smartest. No, they're idiots. Like, it's like, what is good? Oh, oh and that wedding was hilarious. It was like that, that <laughs> like shaman lady dancing. and the bongo. Yeah, it's like, like the, yeah, the bongo. Uh, it was, tonally, this movie was, I... <laughs> This movie was kind of whacking all over the place. <laughs> but, like, I still liked it. Like, I, I still yeah. really enjoyed it. It's just... Um, I think, in, like, you know, in, I think we just... In a horrible, just... messed up way. <laughs> I know. I, I agree with you. I think the moral of the story is that we, we just really have to be raising our young men to be better men. 
like people who are not going to get themselves in these situations, you know, like yeah. We have to yeah. we have to show our kids like what what to do or tell them what to do. And I I mean, I think that this movie is a pretty good way of explaining it because it's extremely like graphic in that way. Yeah, it's graphic and and I and I even got mad at Allison Bree's character who like immediately went to the to the fe- to the defense of like, "Oh, well Nina was constantly sleeping around. So why so why would we think yes. that this was any different?" Like it's just it's like just how low like anyone and everyone will go to try and just, you know, justify to themselves that that this wasn't what it was and because it's just too horrible to even think about. Like it's mm-hmm. It's too horrible to even think about that they would justify, like, calling someone a slut or or just saying they were young and stupid and didn't know what they were doing and, and thought and thought that they consented. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, it's mind-boggling. It makes you, it makes you feel not great. Let, it makes let's me feel honest. not good about I, I, yeah. everything. <laughs> it, it just, you know... This movie didn't make me feel awesome. I like I said, I had to really kind of come down after it, and I've I still have some lingering anxiety. It's just one of those things that's just like it's always gonna make me uncomfortable and upset, you know. Very, and it should, very. you know, um, as as it should because like. Yeah, this this movie this movie should freak you out because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's because it's, it's only too real and it's too relatable. <laughs> horrible! Like, it was absolutely horrible. It was horrible. I know, but I great, know. like a great movie is really great. <laughs> it horrible. Yeah, it's good. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that I saw it. I'm happy that we watched it. Um, so we uh, let's look at these uh, plot keywords. Oh yeah. I have I have revenge, rape and revenge, female protagonist, pitfall trap and rape. What's a what's <laughs> a, a lot pit, of that. What's a pitfall trap? Um I think it's like you they get themselves into it mm. okay. in the, like unknowingly like she okay. does with the guys. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Any let's good trivia? See. I just want to go straight to the meta score. Yeah, I already said the one about Brock Turner um, being referred to as a promising young man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She it says the very first scene writer Emerald Fennel thought was a female character lying on a bed while someone takes her pants down. She is drunkenly asking, what are you doing? Then asking the same question in a completely sober manner. She wrote the rest of the film based on this idea, and the full scene did end up, end up in the finished film. That makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and this is really great. Um, it says, upon scoring the lead role, Harry Mullingen sent was sent a playlist by director Emerald Fennell that would set the mood for the film Toxic by Britney Spears was featured twice. Fennell is a self-declared massive fan of Spears and considers the song to be one of the best of all time. At the same time, she wanted to rebel against the dismissive notion that female pop culture is a guilty pleasure and therefore made it an integral part of the audiovisual side of the film. Oh my god, I noticed it and I thought it was just like happenstance that Toxic was in the like kind of like 
I think it was violin sound uh, for the yes, for the, the score. There was like a very eerie version of it while she was walking towards the 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 cabin towards yes. the, towards the bachelor party. I heard it. I was I was like, oh, this is this is creepy as fuck. Like it was, yeah, it was toxic. I heard it. Oh my goodness. Um. Yeah, I'm just like looking, looking on some other ones. Yeah, definitely was excited to hear toxic. Um. Okay, well, just like people being in other movies together and stuff like that. Yeah, and like you know, the book she's reading is like a nod towards something, and I saw that the book she was reading, uh, which is "Careful How You Go," is a is a, a short film by Emerald Emerald Fennel that she made. Um. So maybe we could try to find that. <laughs> Don't know what what it's about, but yeah. Okay, this got a seventy-two Metascore, which is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, pretty good. You know, there's some, most of these uh, Metascore viewers are men, but there are some women in here. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, I, uh, let's see. Oh, I, I want to read Indie Wires, because it's by Kate Erbland. Really only care what women think about this one, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Emerald Fennel's raucous debut, Promising Young Woman, twists its buzzword-laden, spoiler-free synopsis. It's a hashtag MeToo rape revenge thriller with bite. It's something fresh and totally wild. It is very fresh. Um, I want to bring up the lowest one, unfortunately, um, from mm-hmm. The Wrap uh, by Monica, because I feel like it kind of talked about what, what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks to Mulligan's electric performance and Fennel's packed script, the movie never feels as if it lags, but it doesn't go far enough to smooth over the choppy changes between the film's woody moments and its stomach-churning dramatic scenes. However, there's still a lot of promise in Fennel's film, both in its message, its rape-revenge-influenced riff, and the boundaries it wants to push. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it. I think to me the tones were a little bit interesting. Also, like the idea that, like, um, Cassandra doesn't realize that Bo Burnham's character, like, he had known those guys in college, but it does. It doesn't really like connect to her that her friend, like, he could have been at that party, that her friend was at where she got raped. You know, like. It, yeah, I also me, thought would... that she was going to kind of, I mean, she did end up using him to get to the bachelor party, but like, but I also thought that she was going to maybe just use him more because again, this was kind of getting more into the sociopath side of like, mm-hmm. I thought that this was going to go. Like, I thought she was yeah. going to start using him to like, to like get to these people again, because he was still in contact. He said that he was still contacting them every once in a while and like, you know, whatever. Um, right. But like yeah. things just kind of happen as they happened. I thought he was going to kind of be a jumping off point to get to these people again. Um, mm-hmm. I thought could have been interesting. Cause I mean, she, I mean, she did seem interested in him and you know, their little, their little relationship they had was cute, but I mean, it was, it was ultimately going to end um, on a bad note anyway. Like why not just use him? <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is, a, um, we'd have to ask uh, Emerald. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we have one more uh, by Leah. Um, Entertainment Weekly, 83, gave it an 83. Um, as satire, women's 
as satire. Women's first two acts are fun but broad. A winky, wildly stylized slice of girl-powered revenge porn and Mulligan who's always given smart, delicately shaded performance in movies like Far From the Madding Crowd and, and An Education. She was great in 2018's Underseen Wildlife. Um, oh, that was just in parentheses. Is an entirely different animal here. Furious, damaged, and ferociously funny. See, I wouldn't say, like, ferociously funny, because it was weird. Yeah. It's like, the hum- like, I mean, the humor was, like, I got it. I, I, I took it in, and I was like, yeah, okay, that was, that was humor, but, like, yeah. I don't, I don't really want to laugh right now. <laughs> like, I, I know, it was uncomfortable. It was, it was very uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. I have seen all of those Carrie Mulligan movies, and this past week, I watched another one. I watched that movie, The Dig, on Netflix. Also with Carrie Mulligan. That's right. You were I've telling me about that. I don't so think many I've of her seen, movies. I don't think I've seen Far From the Madding Crown Crowd. I, I have watched seen it on an a plane once. I also watched Wildlife on a plane once. Both were fun. Um, Wildlife is really good. It's directed by Paul Dano, and it has mm. Jake Yunanuli in it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say his name right. I just can't. Jake Yulanuli? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so is that about is that about everything we got to say about promising young women? Woman? Yes. Women? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time today. Um but um <laughs> Uh, we also wanted to talk about this one because uh, the Golden Globes recently uh, got the nominations, right? The Golden Globes hadn't yeah. happened, but the nominations were, were right. revealed. Um, Carrie Mulligan they had kind gotten of, yeah, nominated. Yeah, she got a lot. Yeah. yeah. This movie... What? This movie also got nominated? Um, I don't know. It did. Uh, let me just look at the... Uh, it says it nominated did? for four Golden Globes. For Best Screenplay, Best Performance by an Actress, Best Director, and Best Motion Picture Drama. So, Oh, nice. Okay, good. Because um, uh, I'm, I'm using this as a segue into, uh, we're going to be heavily, heavily um, doing, um, you know, nominated movies since it is, it is award season. Um, yeah. And uh, the Oscars have been uh, delayed this year. Uh, for like at least by a month, by by two months, I guess. Because um, normally, yeah. what they're they're usually normally in February. they're like right now. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, I think they've been moved to April, and the nominations won't be out till the fifth. And uh, with COVID and everything, and the and the pandemic, we are very behind. <laughs> a lot of movies. I mean, we have like hardly seen any new movies this year, but a ton of the ones on the list are on streaming services. So I think we're going to be able to watch most of them and we just have yes. to pack them in like two a week. So we're just going to, we're going to do our best and try to watch as many as we can. I've already watched a few on the list at least. Um, but I am excited to watch some of the other ones. Um, there's some things that were supposed to be released last year, like Dune, that were not released at all. And right. we know that would have changed the game for everyone. So let's oh, just be happy yeah. that Dune didn't come out last year because that would have just swept. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. So, we, you know, we get to have some, like, I don't want to say smaller movies, but just 
different kinds of movies um, than we would have gotten because they they weren't released uh, in the same way. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of those like bigger, almost like blockbuster type films really didn't come out last year. So yeah, so I mean you're right. We're definitely gonna see a lot of a lot of more smaller indie, um, like maybe even art, like artsy, artistic, like you know those those types of films that you know are normally um, nominated as well, but don't get as much recognition um, mm-hmm. than like the bigger movies. So. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, just wanted to give everyone a heads up as that's what we will be focusing on. Uh, so, because uh, they're coming. They're coming. Award season is upon us. Um, yes, and Carrie Mulligan may, may very well win an award. So, possibly, yeah. Yeah, she she was really good in this movie, so just we'll keep a lookout. Yeah, we'll definitely keep a lookout. Um, we wanted to watch this movie anyway, but she did come up on the the nomination. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was another nomination for her in other awards. But yes, that was Promising Young Women. Um, if you liked this movie or were crazy freaked out by it as we were, uh, please let us know in the comments. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn and like and follow our pages. Um, you could also email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We're also now on Spotify, so if that's where you prefer to listen to your podcasts, you can listen to us there. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast. And we have merch and we have a YouTube channel. Just search All By the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. We plan to use that a lot more in the future. Um, But yeah, until the next, uh, until the next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay inside, stay safe, and wear a mask. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.